Well, this is exciting. A, a new change of place, pace, and place for the 23 podcast. But it sounds the same to the people listening. You no, better it sounds you better. better. You better explain what we're doing. It must sound better out there. Well, we are in Michael's private studio today. The, <laughs> the corner suite. We even have daylight here for the podcast. We, we have daylight. We have two windows. Michael has two windows. He has a corner office. Here we are. Uh, we're recording in my office because Father and I got kicked out of the room that we usually record in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, hello, everybody. Truth. I am the father he's referring to, Father Herb. And I'm Michael Puppis. Good to be who, with all of you. Who is not the father. I am, I am a father. You are a father. But not... In the Catholic sense of the word. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I'm a father in the Catholic sense of the oh, word. Oh, certainly. But let me ask you a question. Nothing about father or Catholic. Okay. Well, oh, it is Catholic. But uh, do you remember the song? It was pseudo popular. It was played on the radio uh, before Christmas. Oh, I want to say maybe 25, 30 years ago called Gaudete. Gaudete, Gaudete. That one. But it wasn't that much. No, it was Gaudete. Gaudete. I mean, it was really awful. No. I'm sure there's somebody out there uh, who remembers it. I see. Well, the one that I was singing is the one I remember the choir doing every year on Gaudete No, no, that was, a, that was a fun song. That was a good song. Yeah. No, this was one of those novelty songs that came out before Christmas, and it lasted a few years, and it was just plain awful. Who, who sang it? I don't know. Google. Gaudete. Gaudete. Song. Gaudete. Well, no, this is looks too sacred. Yeah, no, this was far from sacred because I have a hunch the ones who sang it did not know what it meant. Anyway, this is did, coming up on Gaudete Sunday. Did they not sound like they were rejoicing? It it was, yeah, it was, but it was just not a good good music. Uh, <laughs> so subjective. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I am an expert. You are an expert. Uh, well, this is Gaudete Sunday. Rose-colored candle? Yes. The third one. That's correct. Not the fourth one. For some reason, the word got around in the last 10 years, and people are assuming that the rose-colored candle, the pink candle, see, is for the fourth week. Who, no. Who thought that? that? Is, I don't know. My Even my seven-year-old knows that. Because you, you taught her correctly. Are you smarter than a seven-year-old? Well, sometimes. Okay, so... Uh, we call it pink, but it's rose. It's rose. And what is the definition of rose? Pink. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flying by. It's actually been exciting. Um, lots of good things are, are coming up around the, the building. We've got a, a day plan that people will be cleaning the church. That's important. You always want your house to look good before the holidays. And this belongs to all of us. We've been working when on... When was the last time we had a deep cleaning of the church? Now, we, we clean it weekly. It's cleaned every week. But oh, what, Sure. A deep but clean? A deep clean. Well, it was deeply right cleaned post-construction, sort be of. Between construction and the dedication. Yeah, but there was another day that women came in, because the construction dust, especially during the first year, was so heavy. They came in and... Is it only women that can clean? No. Oh, my gosh, no. Don't you dare quote me on saying that. It is. I, I'm I, actually very good at cleaning. I enjoy cleaning. You know, of couples, I, I, this, I go through this with, uh, with engaged couples. You know, we talk about how uh, opposites attract yeah. and different things. But it, invariably it comes up, which one is more neat? And then from there, from more neat to more clean or cleaner. Sure. And I have discovered when guys are clean cleaners, they kind of OD on it. They really go thorough. I do. I, I, I sweep the floor every evening at home. Is that too much? I mean, but I've got kids, so there's food and... 
Yeah. Do you see how I got defensive before you even answered? I didn't say yeah. a word. <laughs> when I was growing up, we swept the kitchen floor every night. Every night after dinner. Well, yeah, because stuff just gets everywhere. Well, I don't know. I didn't think we were messy. Oh, children are always messy. Children. And so are their parents. <laughs> so, yeah. So in addition to getting the house cleaned, the church house cleaned, uh, we've been getting kind of our, our ducks in a row for Christmas decorations. So it's just a really exciting time of year. I've got all the music planned. In fact, speaking of music. And I, you got all the priests planned. The priests are planned. Yes. yes. Father Herb, are you coming for Christmas? I'm coming for, I'm coming probably about two o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Eve and staying till... We get uh, out of here uh, uh, about noon the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. We do go home and sleep. Not much. Not much. But we do go home and sleep. Um, uh, I was talking about the music, though. I did want to let everybody know that up on 23.church, I have playlists. Right now, the Advent Music playlist is up, so you can go there. It's on Spotify if you're familiar with that streaming service. So you, all the music we've been using at Mass during Advent, is I made a playlist for that. And then Does, got, does that include um, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence? Yeah, it's up there. Boy, that was a hit this weekend. That's a beautiful hymn, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you just can't go wrong with it. And then uh, by the end of this week, probably by the time this podcast is published, I've also I've got the Christmas playlist made. So if you want to see a preview of what we'll be singing at Christmas Mass. Should I, should I publish a preview of the homilies? No, we have to suffer long enough just to hear it once. I mean... The <laughs> you, well, the, the second reading this Sunday is patience. Patient people. Patience. So it's like the seed. You wait for the seed to germinate. You wait and wait and wait. We're still waiting. And let's talk about waiting. And I notice I'm segueing into the Sunday readings. Is this the transition? This is the transition. All right, let's go for it. Uh, you have kids. I Se- do. Seven and four, four and a half? Seven and four and Almost a half. Almost, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. What's waiting like for them at this age? Oh, that's not. they're not great at waiting. But Do, I, do they to, say things like, I can't wait for Christmas break, or I can't wait for school to start, or I can't yeah. wait for Christmas. Yeah, well, so this week, Audrey's excited because they're having Grinch Day on Friday. So she's excited. Last week, they had Pioneer Day. So the teachers do a good job of kind of stringing the first graders along this time of year, something exciting each week to look forward to. What so is she, Pioneer Day? They got to dress up as pioneers, and they had to pack a lunch that pioneers would eat. So we put, like, nuts and berries and it's a it in a sack cloth <laughs> and, and, and bear claws. And a cloth sack yeah <laughs> and send her to school with it it was cool it was a cool day um so she says that i hear especially audrey and emery too talk about i can't wait to see my cousins for holidays okay so i like that that it's not just about whatever comes on christmas in terms of gifts but it's about being with their cousins and That's playing good. and now then they get sick of each other within about 20 minutes but the anticipation is great so that, because I recall as a kid being so excited that I thought something would never come. Oh, really? And that was me going to Cedar Point when I was a kid. Okay, I couldn't yeah. sleep the night before. Yeah. You, things would get, you get so excited and it's anticipation, but it's a whole different perspective. I love hearing little kids say, you know, a five-year-old say, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Mm. <laughs> I had a discussion uh, with Emery the other morning about I was pouring cereal and one bowl was yellow and one bowl was red and uh, I gave her the red bowl and she said I really wanted the yellow one and exact same cereal in both bowls I said why she said yellow is my favorite color I said no it's not blue is your favorite color because it is and she said no yellow is my favorite color 
And I said, for how long has yellow been your favorite color? She said, for 100 years. For 100 years. I said, you're only four. So 96 years doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she wants her way. Now, patience means we don't have our way. The Mm. second reading is the letter of James. I'm just going to read a little bit. Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The next part, maybe it's the farmer in me appreciating this. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Be patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You too must be patient. So, um, I'm awful at this. I'll admit it. And you know that. So you can. You don't know anything about farming. So I could make up anything I wanted. No, to. I was talking about being patient. Y- oh. y- you can publicly critique me today. That's fine. Well, I have no intention of doing that. People already know. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best at being patient. I-, I-, I think I can be when I need to be. But I think my default is let's just get it done or let's just do it or let's just make it happen. Well, we are into instant uh, communication. Right. There's no question about that. But sometimes when we talk about patient, it's and it has a lot to do with seeds. The the farmer has to wait for the seed to germinate. As a parent, you wait for the the children to grow. You've planted seeds in them, mm-hmm. maybe seeds of faith. You will have times you'll say, Oh, they get it. And there's other times like don't they know what faith means? Mm. You know, every parent says that. Sure. And uh, the only thing is you have to remember the seed is still growing, and sometimes you don't know uh, how, how much it's going to grow for many, many years. Yeah. But you have to be patient. You have to wait. It's God's time, not our own time. And that's what gets difficult because we want – it's almost like when you talked about one of your kids, I want, I want it my way, you know. We want things our way in our time. After we got done with the um, construction project at our house this fall, I had to have the yard kind of, similar to what we did here at the end of the church construction, I had the yard regraded and then I had it hydro seeded. And man, I just wanted that grass to to sprout up and look lush immediately. Yeah. It still doesn't. And I know I'm going to have to wait all the way to spring. See, you are not a good farmer. No, I I is not. I was talking to the farmer who farms... um, I don't know if people know this, but we have seven acres in the back of our property that is farmed along with the property next door. Mm-hmm. It's the same farmer who farms both of it. It's, it's kind of a rental property. And uh, he never got any crops in this year. Remember, it was so wet. All the rain in the spring. Now, he, he said, it, fortunately, he had good uh, crop insurance. The previous year was a very successful year. Mm-hmm. So you, sometimes you can't just look at a, a particular season. You've got to look at four or five years together. Yeah. And that means planning. It means uh, thinking in the big picture and not the individual. And I think that's probably the problem. Sometimes when we're impatient, we don't get to see the big picture. What's something that you have a hard time being patient with or patient for? I don't know about being patient for anymore. Uh, Patient with, probably I don't show it. Well, at least not to, <laughs> that I'm aware of. But uh, I, I get impatient with people who not only sometimes don't get it, yeah. but don't want to get it. You know, it, like the person who simply says, I don't want to participate with my kids in sacrament preparation. Mm. You know, I, can, I 
it was good enough for me to, my parents dropped me off. Why do I have to attend as well? Sure. Now, by, by the way, I rarely hear that stuff. It doesn't come to me. Right. <laughs> it, it goes to other people. Right. I hear it secondhand. It trickles. But, but it's like, have you thought of any uh, a new way of looking at things since you were eight years old? Sure. Well, I, that that's why I love, even with the way that we process the Sacrament of Reconciliation here, and of course we're thinking about that because tonight we have our— Tonight we have reconciliation service. But it's so important that the parents are a part of it with the kids. And But what what— baffles me sometimes is that we go through that but then we're not we're still not seeing it carry through to kind of just the regularity of the advent season the lenten season and getting all all i can say is i've talked to old i remember when i was newly ordained which was 40 some years ago 45 years ago talking to priests who were already at that time 50 years of priests so we're talking about almost a total of a a hundred years of experience Mm -hmm. and what these older priests were saying is Basically, they were saying people will still do and what they want to do. Yeah. So we we have to be patient, not to think that we are changing everybody's life. Well, we don't change anybody's life. Hopefully, that we show people Jesus, and Jesus is the transformation agent. Well, maybe we have to be patient. The fact that people are not paying attention to that either. Yeah. And that's probably what James was really all about. Now, this particular Sunday mm-hmm. is all about recreation of the world. And that's why the image of the seed is so important because it's growing. The first reading is that wonderful passage from Isaiah chapter 35. The desert and the parched land will exalt. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. It's that image of the barren ground, the the desolate area, mm-hmm. uh, often re- referred to as a desert, but I don't mean desert as like the Sahara Desert with sand dunes. Mm-hmm. It's more desert in the uh, the rocky, uh, almost a wasteland area. Mm. And that's part of southern uh, Israel, modern-day Israel. It would be, you could see it if you went from Jericho to Jerusalem, that whole area out there. That's probably where John the Baptist was when he was out in the desert. Eating his locusts. And wild honey. Mm-hmm. But here's what happened. In the, it happens. In the spring, when the spring rains come, it all starts growing and it turns lush and it blossoms. They say it's beautiful, mm. beautiful flowers. So using the image of what looks dead and desolate becoming blossom. That's, that's the first image of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, of the reading. That's Isaiah. The second image is the seed be patient for the seed in the second reading the letter of james then we get to the gospel so is this the segue can i add something real quick real quick i was just thinking of that today you know we've we always talk about this is the darkest time of the year but not not just the lack of of light in the mornings or in the evenings but this is also the cloudiest time of year you know just driving here i stopped at the flying joe this morning for coffee before i came in and then just driving here, it was so gray and overcast, and that doesn't really normally affect me. But I thought, man, we are in the one of the hardest times of year just to kind of. I was just Sunday after mass talking to a couple in our parish who are going to Finland oh. through the holidays, and Finland is pretty far north, and so it's dark about twenty hours a day, and even the four hours of daylight, wow, it's more like it is right now. It's more like a, a dusk or excessively. Uh, not necessarily cloudy, but gray. Yeah, but, you know, I was thinking that I know that in a few months, 
it'll be light again at 6 a.m. Flowers will be blooming. The trees will have leaves. By the way, it's no accident that we celebrate the birth of the Lord of Light after the winter solstice. Sure. Okay, gospel. Sorry. So so it's starting to get more light, and that's when Jesus comes. Okay, the gospel. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the first half. Matthew chapter 11. When John the Baptist heard in prison, he was imprisoned by King Herod. You know that. When... That was commentary, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in prison of the works of, of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with the question, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? And Jesus gave an answer. So he said this again. This is my commentary. I'm paraphrasing it. Jesus said to them in reply, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Now, let's let's think about those images. Now, we could add a bunch of other things. We could say the, the lonely have somebody to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disabled have somebody to open the door and help provide a place for them to sit. But Jesus is basically saying, you see these signs. Remember just last week, John the Baptist was telling the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, show me the good fruit of your repentance. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is saying, the fruits of his labor, of his life. It's not just look at these great miracles, yeah. but rather he's recreating the world. Mm. He's giving sight back to the people who don't have sight. He's giving hearing to those who can't hear. Uh, miracles in that sense, always represent the new creation, the recreation of the world, and that's what the birth of Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And it's also about the kingdom of God. Jesus not only comes to start the world all over, but to bring about a new entity, a new kingdom. So just like the steppe and the desert are blooming with flowers, so too with Jesus' ministry, humanity is blooming. It's it's coming back to, to new vigor and new vitality, the pristine beginning that we would find in Genesis. And tying back to James in the second reading is that it doesn't always happen instantaneously, but sometimes it takes patience. You know, I think sometimes in our prayer lives we want to pray for something and, you know, Jesus do X, Y, or Z, and then we just want it to happen. But it's also we want it our way. Sure. It's not only we want it our way, we want it in our time right. and our conditions two day delivery and, and our circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, two day delivery is way too slow. We went two hour delivery, which we could have with the new fulfillment center. That is what they're saying. <laughs> the millennial oh. in me is very excited. You know, I think, you know, Lord God save us from millennials. <laughs> he got louder for that. Did you hear that? Yes. People? I really leaned into the microphone. You know, I, it did shock me today. Just a side note that, our UPS, there's so many packages being delivered right now to the Perrysburg area that our UPS driver didn't even have a UPS. He was driving a U-Haul today. They had to rent additional trucks just to, to get our just packages to get stuff here. out. I felt, I felt pretty crummy about that. Good public confession. Good. All right. Good. Is that what you say in the confessional? Yeah. It, <laughs> guilt is good. Guilt. Real guilt. Must, I don't. I don't mean the the false guilt. I must be Catholic. So. So this reading is saying that the kingdom is coming and it is what we're waiting for. Now, when Jesus walked the earth, the blind were healed. The lame were restored. 
yes, things like that still go on. And hopefully people are being given attention. But the kingdom come is still coming. And that's the patience. The fulfillment of the, the kingdom. Fu- you talked about a fulfillment center. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> the Amazon fulfillment center. Yeah, this, this is, is the kingdom fulfillment the, center. The kingdom fulfillment. It, it is. It's, it's, and we pray every Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come. We want it to come, but we also have to prep ourselves. So this is a really amazing. Now, patience. Patience. Um, it's more than just time. I think patience is also an awareness of one of the thing that we don't bring it about ourselves, I think we the hardest thing about patience is not that it's happening in God's time, but that we have to allow God to, to do the work in us. Mm. You know, we I think we all would like to be self sufficient. You know, sure. I, I you know I'm going to make myself better. I'm going to. Uh, learn a new language before Christmas. I'm going to... <laughs> getting uh, close. I, I'm going to start running a mile bef- before uh, morning mass. Yeah. Uh, no, not a mile. How about 10 miles? 10, that's a lot. I've never run 10 miles. Okay. But, you know, we, we think it's all up to us. And the whole idea of saying that we, we need a savior means we can't do it ourselves. Sure. We need someone to save us. And that takes vulnerability that takes allowing ourselves not to be kings or queens of our own kingdoms. And that is the real definition of patience. I think we've, we've related it too much to a sense of time instead of a sense of who is in control. By the way, I can't be very patient because our 23 minutes is up and it must be time to go. Yes, it's been a real joy. And uh, hey, we, we, we will be on again next week. Yes. I can't wait. We should. (laughs) Be patient. Okay. Take care. Bye.